Okay, right. Back to making it podcast. We are in the second <coughs> part <coughs> of... Oh, my... Day. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. You need a lap flow. So what is your... What would you, what would you say is your... Let's see, what is your approach to making making content? Like, how, how do you think about it? Mm. Um, niche is like my least favorite word. I yeah. absolutely hate it. Yeah. It's like, it's, I, I feel like niche is that question where when you're in an interview and they ask you, oh, so what are your strengths and weaknesses? Like, it's just like the most hated thing to decide mm. when you're creating content. Um, I think when I decide, like, especially for my YouTube channel, I think choosing the niche was like the most difficult part mm. because I think like you instantly think that if you decide to focus on one thing, then you can't then swerve lanes later on mm. and do content about other stuff. Um, so what what did you have in mind for like, say for example, if you were to choose a niche, mm. did you narrow it down to a few things? I know there's that exercise too. So I actually asked like, few of my closest friends around me saying okay so when you think of me mm. what would you associate me with yeah so or more specifically like if you were to come to me for advice or guidance or just anything what would you come to me for um so actually my friends guided me because like ha- half the time you don't really realize what yeah. you're really known for yeah do you know what but, I mean? but did you have an idea of yourself of what you wanted to create like say for example sometimes people might want you to do a certain type of content. Like, yeah. for example, medics, there's always a massive... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who just generally want medical content or day in the life. Start, day yeah. in the life. And I know we're not too fond of making that, yeah. the, that sort of content. So, like, say, for example, they all came to you and said, okay, we want to see the day in the life of a doctor. What would mm. you say? Um, Like, in my head, I had, like, a mental <laughs> rank. Um, So, like, I actually ranked the kind of things that I would potentially talk about. So when it comes to like, the medical stuff, that would rank like at the top as like top being like the most easiest thing that you can do. So Fine. that's like effortless. So like, yeah. you know, if it was medicine and my job, that to me is like a very effortless content because I don't really have to think much. It's, it's what I do, it's what I can just talk about naturally. Like we do it daily in the workplace anyway, where yeah. we just talk about our profession. It's also ranked high in the top because Obviously, during COVID, like, it is, like, a very, like, famous topic. Yeah. People really want to know the hot goss on what it's like to be an NHS yeah. worker. Um, they cared about us for once. Yeah. So, like, that stuff, I think it ranks high in terms of, yeah, it's the most easiest thing. If I just if I wanted to just start YouTube for the sake of just get the ball rolling, I would just go with that because it's the easiest option, mm. right? But then, further down the rank, the lower you go you then start to think of, okay, so besides my occupation and what you read on the CV, what are the other things that I do in my spare time but may not speak about it like a lot because it's just what yeah. I do in my own time. Your hobbies. Yeah. Side interests. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not a certified expert at those things. Mm. It's just something that I like to do. Yeah. You know, and actually those are the topics where it might be more fun to make videos about, but it's more scary because in your head you don't see yourself as an expert in those things, yeah. but you have a passion for it and you're interested by it, you know? So things like, for example, like in your case, like the self-improvement kind of things, it's not your occupation, yeah. but you love knowing how can you change your daily habits yeah. and your lifestyle to improve yourself, right? Like you're sharing your journey as opposed to saying, yeah. I figured it all out, yeah. here's what I figured out. But yeah, it'll yeah. take a bit more effort because you, like society hasn't given you that kind of permission on yeah. saying like, 
oh, you're the expert, so you can talk about mm. it. And then you kind of just think, hmm, if I then start doing videos about it, will people think, who are you to... Yeah, to but in some ways, us. you know, like you said, say, for example, if I, w- I, I could say the same thing about, say, for example, being a medic, mm. because we're almost expected to be the expert. So sometimes mm. we get imposter syndrome with that. Yeah. Whereas, like, in some way, when you start something which you know you're not an expert at, mm. you, you put your hands up and say, okay, look, I'm not an expert, but I'm sharing my journey. This is me... Yeah trying to do something so in some ways it's a bit of both you know you can Mm. you can you can feel imposter syndrome being what you actually are um and sometimes feel a bit more confident doing something which you're which you're not if that makes sense yeah and like another way that i would then rank at the same time so it's like a a cross system so you've got like top to bottom of like the actual topics then from left to right is the purpose of your content so left being educational right being entertainment so Mm. they're like the two e's i always thought about like do i want to be someone who like on the spectrum of education to entertainment where do i want to sit or where do i feel comfortable in sitting Mm. and actually like i feel like as a beginner which i am right now i'm more drawn towards entertainment so i'll probably put myself probably like slightly away from the middle more towards entertainment because I'm starting out yet again. I don't feel like an expert enough to do purely educational. Mm. So I feel like sometimes as a beginner, you just don't want people to take you that seriously because you then get scared if you're going to get cancelled, if you say the wrong thing. Um, And again, it's easy to make videos where you know you're not dishing out professional advice, but more so just an opinion or a perspective. And and so where where, where did you end up? Like, say, for example, the videos that you, the four videos you put up now on YouTube, Mm. would you say that sort of fully more towards entertainment more towards entertainment yeah but would you say that's that's going to stay that way or do you, would you say that's not the final variation of how you want your content to be because obviously i would say that my initial content doesn't represent mm. where i wanted the channel to be and where it's going mm. but would you say it, it represents the Ooh. kind of content you wanted or i don't know i do you know what the answer is i don't know mm. i don't know who who knows at this stage i think it's so, so, you're still so figuring early. It out. yeah but okay. i would say it's more towards entertainment it's more so towards like hey this is what i do don't really take what i say seriously but i think it's more so like i wanted to add a bit of persona to the label of being a medic yeah. you know i feel like sometimes whether it's on social media or in the hospital a lot of medics and doctors or health professionals can seem very monotonic, like, hello, nice to meet you. What can I do for you today? And yeah. blah, blah, blah. I just wanted to add a bit of persona saying, yeah. hey, look, we are just like you. We want you to relate to us just the mm. way we want to relate to you. So can, and it's you also know. like a lot of people can be sometimes start to start to show that maybe their entire personality is based around being a medic, even yeah. though it's, it's never really the case. Mm. People always have other things going on, but mm. it's almost like people sometimes think like, I've yeah. had a lot of my friends think, oh, like, you actually have the time to do things outside of medicine. I thought you yeah. you were doing that all day, every day. Like, that's your interest, that's your passion, that's your hobby, that's your vocation. Yeah. I hate that word. Um, <laughs> vocation. But you, but you know what I mean? Like, so... You send me a vocation <laughs> and I'll be right. <laughs> Bloody vocation. I hate that word, honestly. Uh, everyone, everyone uses that. Like, oh, no, mm. you, shouldn't, you shouldn't do medicine for fun. You shouldn't do it to get half decent pay. You should do it because it's a vocation. You should... Love it's a it. lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. You know, dedicate your life to it. Doesn't necessarily have to be that case, yeah. does it? Um, but you mentioned earlier that when you started your YouTube videos, it wasn't nowhere as what you expected to go yeah. to where it is now. So, like, just tell us a little bit more about that. Um, yeah. So, like, jumping back to the last episode, essentially at the time, like, you make you make that big decision to okay, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make YouTube mm. videos, right? But 
you you don't sometimes you don't think past that point. You're like, yeah. okay, if I make a video, I've started. Okay, mm. but then even once you've decided to become a YouTuber, mm. that's like one big hard decision yeah. out the way. But there's a hundred smaller hard decisions still awaiting you. You know yeah. what I mean? And like for me, it was sort of at that point. I think I was quite. What I wanted to do was maybe grow quickly, get an audience quickly. Mm. And then maybe pivot later, or find a nice kind of average between the things I w- the things I wanted to do. So I saw it as part medical, like it would be kind of cool to put that in there some yeah. way, and then sort of obviously have the nice sort of cinematic, you know, high production quality aspect of things. Um, actually, give valuable content. So all those things I thought, let me try and put that together. Mm. And then whatever topic I wanted, I was always trying to either, like you said, educate. But also like entertain as well. Yeah, it's, that it's like it's almost like um, it's like a bit of flavor you put in at the end of whatever mm. dish you're making. You know what I mean? Like whatever you wanna make a video on, you have to think, okay, how do I make this in the like the most yeah. entertaining way as possible while yeah. still staying within the boundaries of what I would consider acceptable. Mm. So obviously there were some things that I felt like I didn't want to do. I didn't want to pretend to be this eccentric character, even though mm. because like like you know that's not me. But, um, obviously I, actually. I would say I was quite monotone on the videos at first more than I normally am in real life. Time, you kind of yeah, as in you build up the confidence, up bit, right? Yeah. But I'm not that guy who screamed to the camera, just like, you know, sh- sh- like shout in front of the animated. camera. Just, yeah, be really animated. I was like, I don't want to force that. No. And I'd rather just be a bit more relaxed than t- trying to have to like... But also, like, not everyone likes those kind of videos they where it's yeah. very much like, hey, guys, welcome back to the channel. Yeah. Like, n- not everyone watches the same kind of videos. And that's the thing. I feel like when you're choosing, like, the style of the videos that you want to make, it reflects on the style of videos that you watch. Yeah. You know, so you actually ask yourself, what are the kind of videos that I actually like to watch? But and that has the like thing. So, a lot of the time, like, those people who are in your face. Yeah. It works because it gets your attention. It, like, Any it, names? It, no, no. As in, there's a lot of people. As in, majority of people even yeah, yeah. that I really they like, are, yeah. I know that they're definitely not like that in real life, but they do that to keep you hooked, to keep like your yeah. attention on them. And I understand it. It's just that I was like, it felt quite ingen- like dis- disingenuous. Mm. Um, because like I was like, if I'm going to do this long term, I don't want people to expect me to be this kind of character. Yeah. Um, but that's how I started off. And then I was trying to figure out, I was like, you know, if I were to pinpoint three specific like mm. topics, what would they be? And I was trying so hard to figure it out, trying to come up with a tagline. Do you remember? I used to yeah. just like, uh, like, like, the YouTube banner taglines are the funniest, I think. Yeah, as in I had so many, <laughs> how many variations I went yeah. through. But then I was like, and I'd always change, mm. change my mind. And I think the biggest kind of pivot was that I stopped making those sort of medical school associated videos. Mm. And I started to say, okay, like, what kind of, I think self-improvement was sort of my sort of niche, if you were to say, that I I wanted to focus on more than any other. Mm. And I wanted to make it, like, high production quality. I wanted to have maybe a story there. So, you know what I mean? So that's sort of, basically, I wanted to make things that I wanted to make, Mm. even if they got less views. Because my early early videos had, gave me the majority of views for my channel. But you wouldn't want to make those kind of videos I didn't want to make them again, so... I, I knew that was, and some people were there to, like, they expected it. That's the issue. When when you make so many yeah. uh, videos of a certain of type, a certain style, people expect it. it. All your following will be yeah. like, okay, this is what we know this person for. And this is why we subscribe. This is why we're hanging around. Then you upload a new video and then, like, we didn't subscribe to this because that's, n- that's not the audience you 
yeah. spent your time like growing. And that's the thing, like you actually like, forget that, you know, like when people say at the end of their video, like, hey, so if you like this video, subscribe. Yeah. You have to really watch out when you're saying that because if you're going to, if you already plan on changing your style to suit how much you can cope with and what you yeah. can actually do, then by you saying, oh, subscribe, if, if you like this video, subscribe, you're then almost promising saying every other video is going to be exactly, like that video. Yeah. And you can't guarantee yeah. that. And I feel like it's, like me as a viewer, I think it's completely okay for a creator to change their niche and their style over time because, frankly, in life you change. Yeah, yeah. 100%. You know, and I think your videos reflect that, that the journey that you're on. So I feel like even if someone comes across your channel very later on in life, they should be able to like go on your channel and click on the first video and see the timeline. They should be able to just see how like you've grown as a person, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to like unless you're doing a channel that is solely for like a business venture and like a company and whatever, you know. But um. Do you think that you really need like one specific niche to start off with? Because I feel like that's the one thing that stops a lot of people. When I speak to people, they say, you know, yeah, I'll do a YouTube channel, but I just don't know on what. I feel like you've got to have like a specific thing or a specific mm. topic. And I'm like, no, you don't just do anything. Yeah. And, you know, so what do you so, think? So I, I would say that like it really comes down to, okay, for people who just generally want to create or want to have some sort of outlet, mm. I would say do what you want. Get comfortable with just making whatever you want, even if nobody watches. Yeah. You have to sort of, it's almost like, you know, people say, oh, like, love yourself. Essentially, you've got to love the, your own content, your own interests, yeah. whatever ideas are in your brain. You have to kind of love those and sort of nurture those. Mm. Because otherwise, like one of the biggest traps of making something that you don't want to make, say, for example, a niche or one type of thing, even though you want to make other types of content, is you, you end up failing at the f first like rule of how to make it which is mm. to be consistent yeah. right because like you're not going to consistently make videos that you don't want to make no. so in order to be consistent you have to you have to make something that you enjoy doing so mm. in a lot of ways even though it may be a more a slower game mm. by doing stuff that you actually want to do mm. you're more likely to be consistent at it and therefore it will probably you give it time to yeah. hopefully pick up and but at the same time a lot of people maybe don't share the same kind of incentive to or like they don't say share the same wish to just create for the sake of creating they want to make it a full-time living they don't want to get away from a job mm. they they may see it slightly as a business they may see it a bit of a chore to yeah. edit and you know they might not enjoy that whole process which mm. is fair enough there's parts of the whole yeah. process which i don't enjoy either um, but they would rather just have a passive income coming in, for example. Yeah. And in that case, yeah, there is definitely a reason why people say pick a specific niche. The more sub, like specific or like the more you can close in on your ideal mm. um, like viewer, like if you can describe them like, oh, this is a 35 a year old male who likes uh, playing rugby and maybe he's got two kids this is this my videos are for this type of person mm. then you can start to really like craft your content around that person yeah you know what i mean and nowadays with like things like tiktok mm. the algorithm's so good whoever is looking for your videos will find those videos yeah and you know like I, I end up watching some people who are just like for example i was watching um this person just literally cleans up like jacuzzis and spas in the backyard of mm. someone's house and i'm like this guy all he does is just cleans it up it's and like just before and after yeah and it's so satisfying yeah. to just watch it yeah. and i'm just like this guy has an entire channel on just that like how how specific do you have to get and yeah. he's got like hundreds of thousands of people and then he can yeah that you know bring people to a website to mm. buy his services and stuff like that so there is definitely benefit to niching down yeah but it really depends on what you yeah. want if you want if you want to grow quickly that might be the best way mm. it, if you want to 
just enjoy the process of doing it and yeah. do it your way, mm. then I would say just just make what you want. I agree. And I will say, like, I think the process of like choosing a niche, whether it's for YouTube or just anything, I think is like a really like reflective task because mm. I think that's probably the only like rare time where you sit down and like you get a piece of paper yeah. and like it's not as if like you sit down and you write all the things about you and you describe yourself it's not like that you actually just find out like the kind of like, the details in your life that you don't focus on mm. so like, I'll, I'll give you a really good example like one of the guys that i met at the part-time youtube academy um his insta handle is motivate um so it's like moti mm. um and he works at heathrow so he's um he did like aeronautical yeah, yeah. um, science and stuff. So like he works at like the backstage of Heathrow is like he does all like the engineering side of things, mm. right? So that's his occupation, you know? So like what he then kind of identified his niche was, was that, you know, people go to an airport for the majority of their lives, right? You go to the airport, you go on holiday, you get on the plane and all that stuff. But it's like, for someone that works at Heathrow, you just think, oh, this is just my job. Like, yeah. you know, making sure, like, all the logistics are safe, you know, the air traffic, all of that stuff. Like, or how, like, baggage is, like, transported and stuff. For someone who works at an airport, like, that's just, like, a really, mm. like, normal Mundane thing. Mundane thing, right, But yeah. then, actually, like, what he identified is that, you know, there are thousands of people who go to an airport every single day. And they must always wonder, how does our baggage get sorted out? And, like, how does the baggage get onto the right plane? Mm. And, like, actually, what does it take for a plane to go from, you know, landing to then going yeah. up in the air. It's just interesting. Like, it's, it's something you never stuff. knew you wanted to know. Yeah, it's just like, it's just a perspective, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then, like, his whole content is just based on giving that perspective. Like, hey, guys, this is what happens behind mm. the scenes at an airport. And then it's just so much fun. I absolutely, and he's absolutely doing so, so well. Like, I think he's done, like, an, he's doing, like, an apprenticeship program for young people mm. and all of that stuff. But again, it's just something so simple. Mm. In your eyes, you just think, oh, it's just my job is boring. But yeah. I think... It's, it's a good task finding your niche to really understand that even the most boring things about yourself that you think are boring might be interesting to yeah, someone else. Absolutely. So we've talked a lot about like the good sides, mm. the reasons why you might want to create. I'm thinking, should we talk a little bit about sort of behind the scenes, more so from a from a not negative side, but like, the for struggles example, that can yeah, come the with struggles, it. Uh, the, the resistance, sort of, yeah, exactly, the resistance, all that stuff. Like, yeah. what is it? What, first of all, what is your creative process? Just briefly, and then we'll... hmm. so first of all, it would be like it's all the mental work, yeah. So mm. it's like it's just sitting down and thinking, right, what do I want to do a video about? Yeah. Um, and then for that, sometimes like if you're just like on public transport you're at work and stuff you you just get like a eureka moment you just get like a moment where you're like oh my god this is a really good thing to talk about and you just write it on your phone so my phone has just got like jumbles of lists of like the potential things i could talk about or so sometimes you, so you get so you get like, you wait till an idea comes to you yeah or do, you, do you ever sit down and just think mm. okay i need to just come up yeah. with ideas okay, yeah 100 cool. like sometimes like um i would then like go online or if i'm just on social media and stuff and like, i'll either bookmark stuff save the the links and blah 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 um and yeah, but just potential things that I would like to talk about or things that I would like to research more. Mm. So that's like the mental work and stuff, like brainstorming, starting to script and whatnot. And then when it comes to the actual scripting process, the main question that I ask is, okay, so what is the purpose of this video? Like, what do I want people to get out of it? And mm. what's the main message? Um, and that can be quite hard. Yeah. Um, and actually often, you don't actually know what message you're giving until you've finished scripting yeah. and you've, finish seeing the structure of the video is there any reason why you script as opposed to i know some people just like to do it off yeah. the cuff i like, mean it just depends people's styles really i yeah. think 
especially as a beginner, sometimes it can be really daunting to just sit in front of a camera and to be able to articulate yourself. Um, and it can take hours and hours of recording because you're like, oh, let me just do that again. Let me just do that again. Mm. So sometimes like scripting, A, gives you a structure. B, it helps you be really concise, yeah. you know, because you have to watch out. When you're filming like two hours worth of footage, you have to edit that. Yeah. So it's better to have a script where you've got like an objective of what you're talking about because sometimes you can just talk fluff and I think fluff is good for entertainment videos if you're an entertainer and stuff yeah. you can crop that out and whatever but if if it's a video where you've got like a direct kind of purpose for it yeah that's a good point you know and I think that's where engagement comes in like a big part of making a YouTube video is there's a lot of psychology behind it isn't it mm. like it is studying like just human behaviors yeah. because when you're doing a video you really study like okay at what point would someone get bored at what point would someone really be like oh my god this is great yeah and that's what the YouTube studio is all about. You see the engagement, you see the average minute that someone's been on your video for. Mm. All of that stuff is really, really interesting. Um, and again, it just raises self-awareness really, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so then you've got like the scripting and like you kind of figure out what you're going to talk about. Then the next bit is setting up the gear, like yeah. the aesthetics and how do you want it to look? Because yeah. you, you, you've got, you typically change the look of all your videos, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think, starting out i was just experimenting yeah. i think when people start youtube like they get advised that you know you, you can choose like your bedroom or a spare room that you have and make sure like you have like a setup that's just there because the whole point of starting youtube is you want to m create a system where all you need to do is just turn on the camera and then start talking yeah. with your script or whatever you like you don't want to keep having to you know discord stuff and rearrange things and blah blah, blah. so everyone says that have a base yeah. you know, have a base of where you're going to film um do you have a base now I do, yeah. Um, but, but but then again, it's it's quite unrealistic for people who move frequently. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that's the thing, like unless if, you've got an entire room, like a studio, like yeah, it's unlikely that yeah. you're going to be able to just keep all the stuff there, exactly. especially these big big ass lights and mm. whatnot. And that's why it's important to also not get intimidated by feeling like you need to have yeah. like the lights and the camera and stuff. Because if you are someone that doesn't have a base yeah. and you're moving around a lot and stuff, then again, iPhone 13 and yeah. this tripod with like a um, a mic you know that's yeah. enough isn't it yeah. you know and you don't have to always think about the aesthetic like if you have a mic and then mm. an iphone you can literally go anywhere yeah. you know you, we, we know creators that go in the middle of the forest like nathaniel drew and yeah. you know they don't choose their bedrooms yeah. but that's the thing i think when you watch so many other youtube videos you think you have to do it that way yeah just do it the way you can right yeah, more yeah, sustainable okay um, so, so you so for example you you scripted you recorded and how was the you said the editing process you're mm. getting to terms with it Mm. but did you ever like seek some help yeah 100 percent um so i use skillshare a lot yeah. um so at the time like you know you choose between like the, the the like big softwares like premiere pro or like final cut and again all of that is just word of mouth it's just networking and saying hey what what did you prefer to use and i think it's just personal preference mm. um and it also depends on like, what laptop you have is it a macbook yeah. is it microsoft all of those things it makes a difference but i think it's just preference at the end of the day um and then at the time at the YouTuber Academy, they told me about things like Fiverr and Upwork. So then I went on Upwork um, and then I found an editor who is amazing, um, lives in the Philippines, mm. taught me loads of stuff. Um, and I think, you know, like it can be hit and miss with Upwork and Fiverr. Like nowadays it is quite expensive. Yeah. Like And too right, like the you know, cost of living and everything is increasing everywhere. And I think back in the days, people would charge like because minimum is like five pounds ten pounds five ain't um, five are no more <laughs> that's a hundred hundred uh. bars um but i think it depends like i think if you're gonna guarantee to be a, like a long-term client like 
as opposed to saying, oh, can you edit one video? If you kind of make an, uh, an arrangement saying, hey, I want to do this for the next couple of months and then mm. you can kind of negotiate on price. It can be affordable, yeah. but you've got to choose. Do you want to afford time or money? You know, because sometimes getting an editor and stuff can help if you've yeah. got a really busy lifestyle. Um, so yeah, so like I coincided with this um, editor, which is great. Um, and then the, the thing is, there's this section before editing, which not really many people talk about, but it's like, it's it's all the kind of like effects, like audio, sound, um, like transitions of yeah, clips, yeah. all of that stuff. And those things are quite technical, which yeah. doesn't come naturally that's, to yeah, people. Yeah, that's even within editing. Like, yeah. you're right, like making the, making the sound sound nice because... Mm-hmm. You you gotta start all the way from the settings on your camera. Yeah. And if you don't understand the gear you're using and stuff, sometimes it gets really complicated, mm. right? So one of the biggest benefits of an iPhone is you turn it on, you start recording, you get great like you don't have to do much, right? Mm-hmm. You know how to work it. You get great uh, you know, image quality. Yeah. Even the audio is pretty good nowadays, like but you if you if you don't know how to use a, dig- a proper camera, mm. you can end up with a file which looks much worse than even your iPhone. So there's yeah. almost no point of you having it. That's the thing. If you're going to buy expensive equipment, you've got to be ready to invest your time in knowing how to use it. Mm. Again, YouTube, Skillshare, they've got all of those stuff that can teach you. If you don't have the time to learn new equipment, don't get it. Just yeah. be content with an iPhone. But also, like, back yourself in knowing that I don't need this fancy stuff if it's just going to be me talking to the camera. You know, if you think about the first videos that, like, Chunks has done and you go back, oh, my God, he used, like, I don't know, Sonny Ericsson phone, like, two-megapixel camera. And it was him, like, in, like, I think the phone was, like, here. Yeah. And then it's, like, him and... um, Sharky, darkest man. Yeah, and then they were just, like, talking about, like, just doing some quizzes and stuff. Or, Or I think his first video was... Um, about himself like 10 things that 20 things about really? myself it was either him or one of the beta squads um like if you just look at any of the beta squad members their first videos are literally just as simple yeah. as hello world this is who i'm about mm. just unfiltered but do you reckon it's maybe changed from those days now like for example back then like you'd be one of the very few on there saying hello world on some potato looking camera yeah mm. but nowadays it's almost like there's a lot of people there so almost if you had really bad quality Mm. You're automatically you're just people. Just, people now have expectations, yeah, of a certain level of quality, especially with audio. Like yeah. If you have bad audio, they say people mm-hmm. won't listen. If you have got bad image quality, it's, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. But if you've got bad audio, people will be like, no, that that sounds like trash. But I also think like when we say bad quality, bad quality back like ten years ago was bad quality. That was terrible. Yeah. But the most basic starting bad quality now is really good. Yeah. Everyone has an iPhone. Like, iPhone audio is actually not too bad. Like, even nowadays, oh, yeah, you see people who, they use the voice memo on the iPhone and they use that as a microphone when yeah. they're interviewing people. Yeah. Um, GoPros, again, yeah. the inbuilt mic is great. So I feel like even the basic standards now, like, people have access to getting those yeah. devices and they're very decent. Yeah. Decent enough for you to actually, I know some people who, who edit on their phone, yeah. you know, and then that's it, done. Um, so yeah, I don't. I don't actually think there's a thing called bad quality these yeah. days, um, unless you know you just don't have access to that. For that, you know, I think don't stress yourself about mm-hmm. it. Like if you don't have access to like these devices and stuff, again, don't stress. If you genuinely like f- believe in what your what the value that you're providing, mm-hmm. then just back yourself and be like, you know what? I think there's a gap in this, and I think people really need to hear what I say. Yeah. And they will if they like what I said and they enjoy it they will subscribe regardless yeah, of the quality. 100%. You know? So what are the parts of, like, that whole process that you maybe don't enjoy so much? Hmm, I actually don't enjoy filming. Really? 
Yeah, it's it's tiring. To be honest, in some ways, same. Like, especially yeah. filming myself. Mm. It's one of the things that you kind of feel like, at some point, I feel like, oh, I have to do it. Like, I have to get over it. So it does feel like a bit of a chore because I feel yeah. like, I don't know if you're the same, but I put a lot of pressure on myself. I'm like, I, I really, when I'm when I'm behind the camera and I'm recording, let's say, for yeah. example, B-roll of nice footage, for example. Yeah. I do like I quite enjoy that sometimes. Yeah, I like shooting B-roll yeah. because actually we do that on a daily basis anyway with Instagram stories. Yeah. Everyone that says, "Oh my god, I can't imagine myself being a YouTuber." People don't realize that everyone is like acting like a YouTuber yeah. anyway because they treat the Instagram stories like and reels exactly the way you would do YouTube yeah, videos. 100%. I but think yeah. you 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 just have to focus on making something look nice. Yeah, and people shoot B-rolls all the time now. Exactly. You know? But like when you're recording yourself, like it's a static shot and you're you're oh, trying to make gosh. yourself sound nice and look nice and essentially come across as something which you want other people to see so being in your thoughts and being oh like you know what maybe i should have said that differently maybe i'm not coming across with enough energy it's a sport man it really honestly it's a it's it's difficult and like sometimes you're not in the mood but you have to get yourself you have to get yourself in in that in that kind Mm -hmm. of zone you know what i mean yeah and i I don't like i don't always look forward to that i feel like especially when i started i was like oh okay i've got the script here but then afterwards, I realized, wow, this is like the A roll, where which is obviously just like your talking headshot normally, or whatever, mm. is probably the most important thing. Cause it really is. If, if, if that's lacking, and then that, why, you, why are you? Exactly. Not, not only, yeah, why, why are you doing it? But also, <laughs> just like you can't expect pe- like people to just watch a video because yeah. of just your B roll, especially no. if you're there looking like monotone, bored, um, not putting much effort in. You know what I mean? So. Slowly, slowly, I try to work on that as well, but mm. it's difficult. Filming it's no is joke. tiring. Um, and I think, like, you know, again, if you enjoy what you do, that's great. But it doesn't mean filming is the thing that you enjoy. Mm. Um, and it's just, like, the act of you are constantly talking. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes, like, I think what sounds a certain way in your head doesn't sound a certain way, yeah. like, when you're filming. And you just hear it back and you're like, oh, my God, no. Yeah. Or, but like, you the, script yeah. a joke and you're just like, yeah, it's, not it's, it's not hitting right it's now. It's just better when it's scripted. Yeah, like. fully. <laughs> um, but I think just like any sport, I think over time, the more you do it, the more practice you get, the more natural it becomes. Mm. And I think at the beginning, it's always like, oh, my God, it's me and the camera. And then by your, you know, few videos, you're just like, okay, yeah. cool, let's talk. Yeah. Um, Definitely helps. It definitely helps with confidence, like mm-hmm. being able to sit there in front of a camera. Because before, when I first started, I was like, I was not terrified, but I, all I could, all I could think was somebody on the other end is watching me. I'm thinking, yeah. what are people seeing? As opposed to me just, and it's mm. a very weird thing. You're in a room, you're just talking to a camera, pretending like someone else is there, yeah. and trying to be lively and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And tr- you're, you're not trying to be too, especially if you script something. Mm. You're trying to make it come across as more natural. And a lot of times, especially my earlier videos, it just sounded like you could see me trying to focus, not to remember. You know, I'm trying to remember my lines. And um, also recording at home with, like, say, for example, other people. Like, obviously, mm. I live with my family, right? And, like, I was very self-conscious that someone is literally next yeah. door <laughs> listening to me. And they're just, like, thinking... Why is Fasil like acting like this or yeah. speaking like this? This is this isn't like you know what I mean. You just and if they're that reacting of... that way, that says a lot about how you are like when the camera turns on. Yeah, and maybe it's like a wake up call to be like, oh wait, am I different? Yeah, because you, know, cause you no, really shouldn't be that different. If, even if you are, you're, you're the same though. People kind of think, who's this guy talking to? Yeah. I'm just thinking. I'm just like now. I'm also thinking about what my family are thinking about yeah. next door. You know what I mean? I, I can imagine yeah. them just thinking, oh, let, let, let me. That's kind of funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, so it it took me a while. And to be honest, I'm still not fully mm. over that whole thing. I haven't really got on top of it. And especially yeah. if you're not if you're not recording regularly, 
it can be you kind of like dip back into that sort of anxious mode where you're yeah. just like you worry about mm. how people are perceiving you how you're exactly being you know but i across. think like the good thing is it's like you've got to remind yourself that when you like editing is beautiful it's actually the best thing ever um really you know, yeah because actually like you know when when you are filming and like, you say certain things at that given moment you're just like oh crap like why did i say that blah blah, yeah. blah. if it wasn't for editing where you think oh i can just trim that bit off yeah, or that's true, that's true. i can you know okay, like yeah. it's honestly a godsend and it really helps like if you are someone that does have a bit of anxiety with talking mm. to a camera or just talking to me in public, you know, at least you can say that if this was live, I would not be able to cut this yeah. out. It's not live. You're not talking to thousands of people then and there. Any mistakes you make, you can cut that out, yeah. you know, and it just makes you feel a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, um, yeah editing is, is a lifesaver, so I wouldn't worry about that. But yeah, filming, I would say, is the hardest. And then the next step it comes to is the editing, which I think is, again, a lot of people feel like they can't start YouTube because they don't know how to edit. But little do they know that there's a lot of softwares that are just makes it so easy to edit. Yeah, this is um, probably the best time to get in, like yeah. into something because now there are like before there was a very high barrier to entry, yeah. right? Like you download one of these softwares and you just see a billion different buttons. Even Adobe Premiere Pro, for example, oh God, yeah. looks very complicated mm -hmm. to someone who hasn't taken the steps to learn it. Right? It's yeah. a very new type of software. Yeah. E even if you're used to like the most complex software in another sort of domain, yeah. Jumping to video editing video editors like to have things done in a certain way so mm. you have to get used to that right but nowadays they know people want to become video creators they know people want to become online creators yeah and there's loads of even online web apps where you literally just upload just presets of like sound and audio exactly and you don't need stuff. to know any of the complicated language choose, anything like that choose it's like choosing a filter for your photo yeah you know exactly. like instead of making that filter yourself you've got that presets that help yeah. you with that um and yeah, like I think there are so many softwares that didn't exist before that make it so much easier. Mm. Um, and I think the bit before the editing, which can be very consuming, I don't know if everyone, I don't know if you do this, but I spend, like I actually didn't watch much YouTube before I did a YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, just because I just, it was just never like my thing. But Wasn't since, cool enough. <laughs> clearly not. <laughs> but since starting YouTube, I have invested a lot of time in watching a lot more videos and I you know it's not for the purpose of watching YouTube it's actually to see like how certain videos are mm. done and stuff so I'd actually like be like oh I really like that video I really yeah. like how they did that and whatnot so that stuff is interesting because you discover loads of different types of content yeah 100% um, because once you start creating you're not only just watching videos for the sake of watching them mm. now you're thinking okay how can I, like this person you start noticing things yeah like oh this guy's really good in camera yeah oh this girl her editing techniques really cool mm. like i like how she does those choppy yeah. edits whatnot well, like text animations You're exactly like, oh and you start thinking oh wow like why she does her, why does she do her thumbnails like this why does yeah. she do such a long video or why does she make them so short and you start to sort of take on some of those attributes mm. and try and apply it to yourself so 100 percent like because I, obviously i was on I would make YouTube videos back in the day, but that was for gaming. And then mm. obviously it, it, there was a large period in between where I wasn't creating anything. Mm. So I just became a consumer of content. Yeah. And so like the way you use it really changes. Mm. Um, how do you, how do you make, do you, how, how would you say you make time um, for creating? Interesting I, question. Do you, do you block time out or do you just try and fill yeah, it in you the have to. You, you have to block time out because I think, it is a work of art. Like, I think if you really want to make a good, well-produced video in the least amount of time, then you just got to sit down and do it. Yeah. Because ideas are very temporary in your head. Like, yeah. you can't store every single idea you have. Um, and actually, the longer you spend on the video, the harsher you get with your own feedback. Like, you then start to pinprick 
all these tiny little things that oh no we need to change that I need to change yeah. that but you, get actually, you get bored of it as well yeah like there are things about that video that the audience will not notice but only you yeah so if you the, the more time you spend on a video like you know you're never going to reach perfectionism and mm. that's not the aim of it it can drive you nuts and you can end up really hating the video yeah. because you spent so much time on it so I just think, like, just like with anything, it's better to time block and tell yourself, okay, I'll get, you know, two hours of filming, an hour and a half on editing, um, and then see that end result. And I think, like, one of the things that I learned at Part-Time YouTube Academy is, like, to set aside um, a certain time limit yeah. and then see what you can achieve at a certain time limit and then publish it no matter what. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. It's, it, it's very I gutsy. wish I could do that. <laughs> but that's the thing no one ever likes to do that because they're like no 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 I, just, I need to add that one little yeah. thing and then you just have like at the academy like so many people saying no one's gonna notice just yeah. do it yeah. you know and I think it's that whole thing of you know whatever you've missed out this time on this video you can do it in the next one yeah. you know it's about showing improvement and growth you know you can't make the most perfect video yeah. you know? I think you kind of have to find a balance because obviously say for example <laughs> you if you always set a, a timer on whatever you're making you mm. may never have enough time to improve upon the last yeah. one and so like it, it's funny because with my with my youtube videos i've never i've found it very difficult to be like after on the day i'm going to upload regardless mm. it's very difficult it's very different because there, it's not just something like you can't just write a piece of text and just upload it like that no you have to write it or whatever record it edit it to a basic level e even at the most basic level mm. it takes a while you can't just on the yeah. on the day do something Mm. Um, but funny enough, with my newsletters, mm. I've been posting every week without fail. Yeah, that's the thing. You've you've set that accountability. Exactly, you? but I can't right. do that with YouTube for some reason. Why? It's different. It's just what? like with with my with my newsletter, I kind of take it more. I wish I could apply it to you my YouTube. You see, it a bit more casual, or like because it's just a um, written form, like a. No, number one, it is you can eat more easily. Sometimes I'll write a, a few paragraphs, yeah. and that will be my thing. You can't do that that same equivalent with YouTube. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you can, but it would be a most very unedited, off-the-cuff video, like, and you'd be like, this is just absolute trash. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> with writing, you can essentially, you you know, it's a bit easier to do that. Mm. Um, but with YouTube, I was just like, I wanted to make sure every single one was better. Not necessarily better, but I was happy with it. Yeah. Because I realized that if I'm making a video that I might not necessarily... Uh, like the idea of I feel like I'm just putting it out there for the sake of putting it out there mm. my motivation for working on it goes down by a lot yeah so sometimes I I just think maybe I'll make this one video series where mm. I don't have to edit it much yeah I even tried it once right it was me just talking to the camera and I didn't barely cut it I was like this would be really efficient for me if I could do that regularly yeah but I didn't I didn't like how it came across there, there wasn't enough like extra b-roll shots it wasn't it wasn't concise and I, I was looking through it while editing and I, I hate I hate it so much mm. that I would keep off putting the editing stage. Yeah. So we ended up taking just as long as a different video that I, I would enjoy yeah. working on. So now I just say, okay, if I enjoy it, I'll work I'll I'll be more keen to stay on it and be like just go through the editing stage. I'll be able to go through four hours mm. in a row of just editing, you know what I mean? Mm. Um so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and it is, is it, a very subjective experience but yeah you're right i think anything is just a fine balance isn't it yeah um and yeah i think like it's it's good to have like a few videos that are like your masterpiece and it's again it's good to have a few videos like your filler videos but again you want it to be a standard that you think you can do mm. um but i think at the end of the day like if your audience are there with you they kind of know the time frame that you release videos yeah. um and they just get used to it really 
But yeah, I think time blocking is is something you've got to figure out yourself. <laughs> like yeah. because like even after starting YouTube and stuff, you obviously speak to so many other creators and they all tell you like their own thing. But no one's gonna do it like you do it. Like yeah. I reached a point I'm like, yeah, good for you that you can do three videos in a day. Like yeah. good for you. Um but like, I think another thing that does help, that did help at the time, is like social accountability. It's like, you know, when you put, I don't know, for example, you can um, start the timer on YouTube and stuff, like, you know, like the publishing date, for example. Oh, yeah. So yeah. then you've instantly said to people, I am going to publish it on that day. Mm. You know, because if you are someone that really struggles with that balance and you just really need accountability to be like, I need to publish this, mm. then you can do that. You know, a lot of people post on their stories saying, yeah. hey, I'm going to publish this video at I this time. I did that sometimes. Yeah. So I'd be like, I knew that I was like, I really want to get it out in the next day or so. Yeah. So I'd start posting some some screenshots from the video whilst I'm working on it and say, this is out in the, in the next few days. And it just forces you to just it kind of It forces me to go 110% over the next couple of days yeah. to get out. Even if I miss it by one day, mm. at least I'll be the day, I'll, I'll upload it the day after. You yeah. know what I mean? That's sort of, that sort of situation. Um, but even doing that, like it really burns you out. It does. Like to do that, th those last minute stretches where you're like, okay, I'm going to try and put it out for this day. Mm. Uh, by the time I actually upload it, I sit back and I just want to chill the rest of the day because yeah. I feel like, it's a weight off my shoulders, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't know if you feel the same. 100%. And I think, like, over time, like, the more videos you make, the more of, like, your own, like, personal templates you mm. then start to make. Yeah. And it, like, I think each video just gets easier and easier to edit because you now know your style. Like, for example, like, you've picked a certain font that you want to appear in the video. Yeah. Um, you've picked a certain frame. You've picked a certain color grade. Yeah. You know, when you're starting out, you're choosing all those things. Like, mm, I like it like that, I like it like that. Mm. Then you start to save all those like kind of mm. templates and you know um, settings if anything, and then so I think the more videos you do, the easier it gets yeah. when you start to realize what your style is. Um, so yeah, it's not. I think just like with anything, you just got to give it some time. Mm. Um, and the good thing about this is, is everything that you're learning from getting the gear, knowing how to using the gear, filming, scripting, editing. These are lifelong skills. Yeah. You know, may not have been when we were kids. You know, just like English, math, and science. Yeah. But actually, they they. It should have been, you know, when yeah. we did IT classes and stuff, it should have been incorporated in that because mm. the if you know these skills, do you know how useful you are? You know, like now that I've, you know, done a few videos, yeah. I get so many messages from like charities saying, hey, can you quickly, can you do a quick edit of this video for mm -hmm. us and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what, really? Like, you know, but then you forget that not many people know how to do these things. Yeah. Um, and actually it's a very useful skill. Yeah, as in like, <clears throat> you're kind of like, not only is it like the writing, the scripting, the... Yeah the storytelling, there's all these sort of aspects of things we kind of already know sort of how to do. Like we know how mm. to, we have an idea of how to make a video, but to make something presentable, to hold the someone's vision, attention. The artistic vision. Exactly. Like, to make something from a vision that. into reality. Yeah. And like people really, I think they underestimate how many different things you have to do as a creator, especially like say for yeah. example, as someone who just does YouTube, for mm. example. You're not just a YouTuber. You, you're 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 a scripter. You need to know how to use technology. You need you're to know writer. how to. You're a writer. You need to, you're a storyteller. You know how to you work the gear. You know how to edit the video. You know how yeah. to uh, market yourself, make thumbnails, graphic design. There's all these skills come under that one and umbrella. Once you use it, that's it. You can start your multi-million pound business. Yeah, honestly, you can do so much. <laughs> yeah, if you know how to, if you know if you know how to make a product or even just make videos, actually. Mm. That's a company on its own if you know what you're doing. Yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of companies start off the back off essentially, one you know types of content and stuff yeah. like that. So, and you can have a content based business, you know. So, mm. so much you can do. For sure. And then like the third kind of like struggle or things that people really find it hard is this whole thing of like 
staying consistent. Um, and I think that gets lobbed around quite a lot. Yeah. You know, consistency is key. And that's what we do with YouTube. We see, we see everywhere now. Like, consistency is key. Like, some of the top, like, successful people in life, yeah. they say, like, oh, yeah, being consistent is the main thing. And I think that's where we talk, we spoke about earlier about the whole perfectionism thing, mm. that actually, like, what would make you more content? Is it being consistent or is it setting that standard each time? You know, mm. so, like, w what would you say you would prioritise more? Um, or how do you stay consistent? I don't. <laughs> no, Preach. so like, Staff. look, I wish I. Welcome to the making it podcast when none of us are consistent. Here's the thing, right? Like, okay, I think we all. Kind I rate that wish, honestly. I'm not consistent. I can't. Oh, we talk we, for we know crap. that. Yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no. I'm, I'm proud to say I'm a consistent. No, we're both not. We're not. We're I not as consistent. Preach about being consistent. Exactly, you know we're mean? not as consistent as we'd like to be. Yeah. And obviously, with a lot of these new social media channels, YouTube, yeah. Instagram, people are saying, you know, try and do once, twice a week. Like, YouTube is, like, yeah. at least once a week sort of thing, maybe twice a week. And, and if you, you know, sometimes you just can't do that. But at the same time, like, I un I understand at some point, I'm in, I'm in two minds about it. Number one, it, sh it shouldn't be, have to be like that. Like, mm. if you feel like you need a break, 100%, I'm the type to be like, I'm taking a break regardless. I don't yeah. care. I'll switch off. I'll go off the map. I'll mm. be on some remote island if i can afford it um <laughs> but you know what i mean like you can sometimes just you just want to get away from it all yeah and that's i'm okay with that but number one some people who have big followings can't really do that because they lose their following and also it's just the way the algorithms are designed is that they they reward people who are consistent because the viewers get more from it like th they are the target audience essentially right so it makes sense that these platforms would try and prioritize people mm. who can give the audience what they want because at the end of the day it's about the audience mm. um so part of me is like i kind of wish like i didn't have to be consistent but yeah. at the same time i understand that sometimes being a creator isn't just about just trying to be yourself and just like having it all your way there is a sort of job element to it you have to yeah. step Discipline. up and do yeah. things yeah, exactly you have to be disciplined enough to do some of the things that you don't want which yeah. is sometimes turning up even when you don't want to yeah um it doesn't necessarily mean putting out a, a crap video but no. it just means that you can't just upload once or twice a year and expect to come back to <laughs> millions of followers you know what i mean right. it, just, <laughs> it just doesn't work like yeah, that no, you know really what I mean? yeah. so it's mm -hmm. one of those things where like it's difficult and would like i think people are trying mm -hmm. to figure out a balance yeah. but at the at the end of the day the at the end of the day, um, you have to be consistent, like in some mm. way or another, f to grow. Yeah. Um, just like with anything, like with a business, you're not going to just put yeah. your foot on the gas and it's going to continue growing. It's mm. not going to be like that. Yeah. So we can't really expect it to mm. translate in, you know, being a career. Yeah. Like I've definitely struggled with consistency from like day one, um, <laughs> as you can tell. Mm. Um, but I'm like, you know, I'm I'm also like not ashamed of it either i'm not sat here like oh my god like i am a fake mm. youtube i don't say i don't say that i'm a youtuber i don't think i'm a youtuber i'm just someone who has tried You're youtube but I'm, you know, I'm trying youtube and, I'm, and starting out just like yeah. loads of the people out there who might be listening to this um and i think one thing i've learned about consistency and this is from my experience right now so i am at the stage where i'm it's probably been a year since i haven't uploaded a video um and it's not as if my previous videos i did badly or anything like they did really good and actually yeah. everyone was like wow like, they everyone really enjoyed it and mm. i enjoyed making it yeah. but i think what i realized about consistency is 
if you really want to have it unlock, you need to simplify your process. You have to simplify your process to a point where it's manageable mm. for you to go back to it whenever, whether whether you're free or whether you're busy. 100%. You know, and I think what I did wrong um, from my experience is. I started from literally zero to 100. So I didn't start it on my iPhone. I didn't just, you know, get like any old mic and whatever. I literally went on like my favorite YouTube creator. I actually went on Matt Diavella's YouTube um, channel. And then, you know, when they have like the, a list of their affiliate, like mm. all the gears that they use, I went on his Amazon affiliate yeah. and he's like, oh, this is everything that I use. And I was like, boom, okay, I'm going to get myself a Sony camera. Boom, okay, I'm going to get myself a Rode mic. Gonna all these equipments. And then next thing you know, within a week, my entire living room was filled with just literally flat packs of, yeah. of technical gear. So that was one resistance, the fact mm. that I'm I'm starting this YouTube channel with unfamiliar gear that I am not comfortable in using. Yeah. So I am having to overcome that before making my first video. The next thing was then, like, actually, like, filming, you know? I underestimated how hard it was to film, mm. especially on a camera that is so high definition yeah. that you're just, you're just not used to it. It's not like getting your phone and being yeah. hey guys welcome you know it's like more clarity than a mirror sometimes yeah and you're just and when you not watch it back and it. you've got like some big hair on your forehead or something like that yeah like you know and it is okay to to say that you know what i feel insecure when i'm mm. filming like i just think you know if you see so many creators who are so confident and stuff trust me they all cringe when they look like watch yeah. their own videos that's the honest thing um that's actually a big that's actually a big point as well yeah yeah like to, to like i think a lot of people have insecurities about how they come across like I no yeah. doubt had my own insecurities I was like yeah. okay like I have a lisp essentially mm. like how am I going to come across but I think a, a big part of actually creating online is literally overcoming those sort of yeah. insecurities Yeah. and I would also say that YouTube is very difficult it's difficult for you to if you have those insecurities or you are not mm. worked on them or not kind of got to terms with them it can be quite difficult as well trying to get on top of them whilst making yeah. a YouTube channel because say for example a thousand people watch your video in the first week and mm. they all make comments and you're not ready to get that feedback. Get those feedback, yeah. Some people, it crushes them. Yeah. Um. So I sort of worked my way up from Instagram to, mm. you know, writing little posts on Instagram yeah. to blogging and then YouTube. Like, yeah, I worked so you can myself start your up. Way, way up. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. I feel like you have to really apply, like, the real life principles to, like, the online community because, for example, the, the next resistance that I faced was... Um, well, I don't think I faced in the sense like I don't think I received any harsh comments or harsh feedback, but I was definitely scared of haters. I was definitely yeah. scared of like what sort of like comments they would say about the way I look mm. or whatever, you know. But then I thought, hold on a second. In real life, I could not give a crap. Like mm. if you if you feel a certain type of way about the way I look or the way I sound, that's a you issue. And in real life, I would just ignore it. Yeah. And also, I just say to myself, well, I wouldn't want to be friends with you anyway. Mm. So if there are haters that will comment on your video, you just got to say to yourself, well, actually, like, you know, you wouldn't want audience like that anyway. And actually, yeah. these are just haters and they're not going to be your long-time invested audience. Like, mm. your real audience will be the ones that come through and see way beyond all of that and say, yo, thank you for this great, great video. Yeah. You know? So that's another thing. And another thing with consistency, the last thing with that consistency is like sometimes you need a break and I think it's so important to actually just preach that bit more saying like when you are creating content it please take a break mm. if you need a month off if that's what you need do it don't be pressured but 
one thing that you have to realize is you can get comfortable with mm. breaks and that's with anything you get comfortable with time off and i think the longer you take a break so the longer i've taken a break mm. i have now unfortunately really like reached a point where i'm like oh do i really want to film again or do yeah. i really want to make a video again so i'm really having to get myself out of this rut um but i think yeah you just gotta just really kind of self-discipline but the only way you can really do that is if you surround yourself with people who motivate you and encourage you um and i think the last thing is is you really got to not focus on other people's progress on youtube mm. especially if you've got youtube friends i think yeah. a lot of people make a lot of online friends which is great like oh my god like yeah. you finally met people who understand the youtube language or yeah. like the online language that your you know other friends might not understand yeah. you know that's great but even just understanding what you do why yeah. you do it that sort of thing is, it's but nice. then sometimes amongst like your youtube friends like your conversations on whatsapp and stuff become like oh my god you've got 1000 subs did you check yeah, did you yeah. check like, and be like oh my god did you see on that video you got like this this amount of views mm. like that sort of conversation to start you initially think that's great like you're both like encouraging each other yeah. but over time you actually realize that you then catch on those habits and you do the same with them and you're actually focusing more time seeing their progress yeah. and sometimes when you know it's not just your youtube friends but just anyone that you follow online when you start to see like i don't know a month later that they've got a surge of subscribers you then think oh crap like you know, what did they do that I yeah. didn't do? And then you think, oh, you know what? They started to do a lot more YouTube shorts. So maybe I should do that recently. Yeah. So you're instantly letting your journey being dictated by someone else's journey. Yeah. And that is wrong. It's so, a big trap, but I think we, we all sort of fall into that at some point. Maybe, yeah. maybe you, didn't, you didn't fall into it. Maybe yeah. as much as maybe I did. But obviously, because when, when you're trying to, when you're trying to get overly analytical with mm. what you're doing, you can't help but sometimes think, is that person doing something better than what I'm currently yeah. doing? Shall I at least try it? And then you hop around even more. You doubt yourself. But like, I don't know, maybe it's just a certain type of personality yeah. that you, you might have that makes you want to try other things and mm. experiment. But that even in, in that sense, you have to limit what you're willing to experiment with. Sometimes you just have to say, I'm sticking with this and yeah. I'm going to continue with it. Just because otherwise it will just... You, you There's like infinite variables when it comes to like YouTube. Yeah. And you could be like you could spend your entire lifetime just changing, changing, changing. Yeah. And you'd never stick to something, and no. it, it just takes up so much of your mental space. Yeah. So much of your mental bandwidth that like. If you're constantly having to think of new stuff, like new styles for each mm. video, that is draining. Yeah. It's like it's like you know thinking like oh every day I need a new wardrobe. You know mm. like no like you have your own stuff. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> you know sometimes it is good to experiment, yeah. but then I think it goes back to what you said like. It's okay to change bits about your video if you think that's going to be a sustainable system and yeah. you can do it for a long time. If you can't do that change that you've just made for a long mm. time, you're going to start hating and you're just not going to do it. That's a big thing as well, yeah. As in, like, if you can't, can't, can't do anything sustainably, there's mm. no point doing it early on. No. And, like, like we said, like, especially, like, w when you're making your first videos, don't set the expectation so high. Don't set the bar so high for yourself yeah. that you can't hit it time and time again on a consistent basis. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so, so you there's there's so much there. But at the end of the day, like, w one big thing is, like, I'm quite a perfectionist. I like to make sure that something's perfect before it goes out mm. or close to perfect. And that's or I'm okay. happy with it. You know, that's... <laughs> That it's like it, it, in some ways it's yeah. it's good. I like that 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 side yeah. because it makes me want to improve. It makes me compare and try to be better. But at the same time, it can be your biggest enemy when it comes to YouTube. For example, yeah. someone who has much less of your skill could literally just upload a hundred times oh, in the course of a year, 
and make so much more progress and even learn through the process. Whereas I, I'd just be sort of uploading five times, for example, over the course of a year. Mm. And although I might be a perf- I'm, I'm being a perfectionist and I'm trying to work on it myself, I'm not learning through the process. I'm not learning how to be consistent. I don't, I'm not learning how to do things in a shorter period of time yeah. and template things to make them quicker and get a better sort of, you know, p- process it in the you know through that journey so there you know i had to learn even personally Mm. how to be less of a perfectionist which i was really happy with i've put out videos which i don't necessarily think are my best work but in some ways i kind of like that about Mm. me that the fact that i could get over that sense of okay i'm not the most happy with this yeah but i'm going to put it out anyway and tomorrow's Mm. tomorrow's a new day the next video is my next step but at least i've put something out yeah at least i'm trying you know i'm I'm going against that sort of perfectionist mindset. Yeah. And I think like the last main thing, you can correct me if, if, yeah. if you disagree. I think like the biggest, like disagree. the last resistance is after you've done all that, you know, you've filmed yourself, you've edited it, you've got a finished product. And you're like, mm. yes, okay. I am 80% in love with this video. Yeah. The next bit is you realize you upload on YouTube and then you, you think, oh wait, not everyone will directly watch this on YouTube. So I need to repurpose oh, yeah. my video onto Instagram. Damn. And then now you've got TikTok. And then, okay, fa- okay, whoever repurposes this stuff on Facebook, I don't know who you're showing that stuff to. Like, I, wait, is it your high school teachers oh or what? God, like, Facebook. Don't diss like, our Facebook fans. Why are you repurposing are stuff on, on Facebook? Facebook? Who does that? Are we on Facebook? I, I've got We're my Facebook, Facebook We love Facebook. I think for like my Meta. extended family, I'm yeah. on Facebook and that's it. No, but the thing <laughs> is, I think now Instagram automatically gets put on. Yeah, I think it automatically I does it. But then I'm like, why why do that? Like, I did so much of that. Repurposing are you, are you, is jarring. Are you, are you adding me? Like, I fully am. Are you adding me for <laughs> reposting or repurposing? Yeah, for posting on Facebook I am. But it is just jarring. Like, it's just annoying. I can't. And the thing is, it's the dimensions. Sorry, I'm really passionate about this. But it's like, Daggers. yeah, no. but like, I think you like, it's a good point. Consider the concept of repurposing when you're making structure of your videos and stuff. Cause I think that really helps. Like for, for example, now a big part of like getting traction and engagement, like your short form content is really important. Yeah. If there's, if, if you're, if you've done your video and you can't pick a single point in your video that is worth yeah. a minute of a reel, delete that video. Yeah delete it because what it's saying is, yeah. is that there is not a single minute of your video that is engaging yeah <laughs> like, no that's true and and i've got a lot to say about this because i've done yeah. this myself and like <laughs> i've gone from both sides so at first everything you said is absolutely true okay like and it's a bit massive trap as well because like you've got one video seven minutes mm. and you can repurpose it in like an infinite amount of ways because it's just there's just you know there's like so knowledge much. and wisdom and banter like it's just content yeah, every the, minute which is great say for example you take a youtube video turn it into tiktok use it as a real youtube short okay and then you take the script put it in the, into like a, a blog post put it on your website there's so many ways or like you know then you can t- read it out and then turn that into a podcast clip like there's an infinite way and that's a good indication that it's a good video like that's, that's yeah good. no but yeah. the thing is i was even trying to do it for videos mm. that it wouldn't really make sense to repurpose because, mm. like, say, for example, some like, because it's like a story, or it's like, a story, or like yeah. you can't take it out of the context. Yeah. You even even the way you repurpose, say, for example, I've got a horizontal <coughs> video, making a, a little vertical strip out of it. Yeah, it just doesn't really add up. Yeah, and like there are some videos that just work well as sh- little short form vertical videos that last less than a minute, but my ones weren't really that. Mm. So it's essentially what I was doing is 
my YouTube videos, I try and make the initial part of the video the most engaging, right? Like you have to try and hook your viewer. Yeah. So I would usually put like really nice B-roll or something, like mm. essentially the best part of the video in the beginning. Mm. And I'll try and convert that intro over into short form. Yeah. But very quickly, I was like, number one, now I've given myself much more work because not only have I got one video to do, I need now I need to spend some time crafting into something else. Yeah. It's not always such an no, easy process. It's really you, not. You need to then adapt it to how people like to watch that short form content. So what's the answer? Like when it comes to repurposing, what's the answer? Like okay, so like in some ways, it, it depends. Like if, if you... I need answers. I'm going to give you some <laughs> answers, man. Like say for example, if you got a, if you're doing it for the sake of content, yeah, and you make one piece of content, mm. and you know that you can split up and still give good value in that in that way, hundred mm. percent, try and repurpose it in some way. But at the same time, make a process for it. Yeah. But um, if it's something like like what I try to do, mm. if you're if you feel like you're really forcing it, and you're you're not really, you know, you you're just you're repurposing for the sake of repurposing, just to try and squeeze the juice out of something, which is you know, and, and to the point where it becomes like lifeless. Like, don't do it because I stop. I pretty much stopped doing that for my, my YouTube videos, mm. and quickly I realized that it would basically be a race to the bottom. Like, yeah. imagine spending so much time trying to repurpose. Re you spread yourself so thinly across all those different platforms mm. that you can't focus on the one that you originally wanted to. Like, yeah. And I, I cared most about YouTube. I still care most about YouTube. Yeah. You right? No, no offense. If please still sponsor us, <laughs> it's never gonna happen. But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> As in, like, I still prefer long-form content on yeah. YouTube, horizontal. That's my and There's still preference. a large amount of the population who still prefer long-term, exactly. slower-paced content. But at the same time... Like, like, Gen Z are just too fast right now. Honestly, the, the, like, the, new, the new platforms like YouTube Shorts, Instagram, uh, Re uh, Instagram Reels, and TikTok, they had explosive growth. So yeah. it almost felt like I was missing out or I should try and catch that wave. Yeah. But then I realized like later on in sort of my journey that I was like, you know what, it, it's just as important to realise what to say no to mm. than what you should say yes to. You know what I mean? Like anyone can, okay, like, like we start off and we go through these exercises like we're going to do this topic, this topic, this topic. This is what we're saying yes to. Yeah. But we don't say, okay, what's our limit? Mm. What True. is the point where, am I going to be doing some uh, TikTok no, dance, some, yeah, teaching yeah. medical education? Hell no. Like yeah. if you catch me doing that, then just like report me. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, yeah. that's, it's my p personal preference not to yeah. do that. So I, I put in those certain limits that, yeah. you know what, like I'm okay with not growing if it means... In that way. In that way. Yeah. Like you have to restrict yourself to something. Yeah. Otherwise, you, it's a slippery slope. You could start thinking I'll do anything for yeah. growth. And you know what, I think you actually came up with like, probably unintentionally, you've come up with the big answer of how yes. can you overcome like the barriers and resistance of YouTube and staying consistent. And I think the answer is, is as well as knowing what you're good at, yeah. is really identify what your limits are. Because yeah. if you cross your limits without knowing, those are the reasons why you will hate the process or you, you are tired or you drained yeah. out and you stop after a few videos. Yeah. So knowing your limit is probably the key. 100%. So um, say for example, like you could be like, um, I'm never going to. I'm never going to make YouTube videos uh, for f that other people ask me to to make. For yeah, example, unless, that's it, one. unless it coincides. With unless it coincides, or yeah, you yeah. could say, you know what, for I'm sure. never going to jump on a new platform just to grow yeah. quickly. Just for the trend. Or yeah. you know, I'm never going to, etc. You know what I mean? So like, there's so many different ways you could try and put those restri restrictions in. But in yeah. a, in some way, in some ways, it's really freeing. Yeah. Because you're like, I don't have to think about, oh, what if I did that? Because mm. you've said now, 
I've told myself I'm happy with not doing that. Mm. Even if it means, you know, uh, Tom, Dick and Harry next door are flipping doing every growth tactic possible to grow. Mm. I'm okay not growing in that way because I don't want to. Yeah. I'm happy growing in just the way I, you know, True. W- in the way that makes me comfortable. Mm. And I think like, again, another unpopular opinion. I don't know how you feel about this stuff, but like, again, it's really obvious when people like repurpose yeah. or make content for the sake of making stuff and for growth. Yeah. But recently I've seen like, and I know we're going a little bit off topic, but it, it will be relevant because okay. it does apply to YouTube as well, is on like reels and TikToks, you've obviously got a lot of people who are slightly more comfortable with doing short form content because yeah. it's yeah. only like a minute. It's really like, you know, low intense, intense work. It doesn't really take that long to make. But it's like, for example, let's say day in the life videos. Yeah. Mm. So now you've got a lot of people who make really short one minute day in the life videos. Yeah. Okay. And then they'll choose like a really fast paced song because like it means that you can flick from one footage to the other really, really quickly. Like, you know, and then in that day in the life video is like you get a shot of a coffee because you have coffee in the morning Mm. and then a train because you're going somewhere on the train and then, you know, like a landscape and then, you know, some weird inside joke footage, which no one will understand, Mm. only you because it's an inside joke. And then it will just be like coming back home, then putting your feet up, watching TV, then eating food and then boom. Now, like, my point is, is what is the point in making that video in that structure in that way? Yeah. Like, because that to me shows... You really hate these people, don't you? No, I, I don't... I, like, I feel like if you really got Say the passion Say to make names. this content, like, why are you taking, a, like, a one-second clip of a coffee? Like, why are you showing me something that I'm literally not going to take anything from? Like, but I just know, watched you, a minute but you, of this but the, stuff, and I'm like, though, what you, day But you life? watched it, though. Here's the thing, right? Like Yeah, but I watched and I was disappointed after and it means I'll never for? and then I'll never watch their videos again. No, <laughs> like but you've th- literally yeah. lost me at the point where here's like the thing. Here's, here's my opinion on it. It's like I completely understand that like I, it's not my personal cup of tea or coffee. Yeah. Yeah. But it could be but, others fine. But the thing is, is it works because people enough people are interested in it. I don't and know. Sometimes why they are. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the format of someone's life like people are generally interested in other people so i I ask myself sometimes especially with content that i generally don't really find enjoyable or i don't really like but i see it performing well i'm asking myself why it's just dead space like for but yeah exactly but the thing is like for for me sometimes i do so i I sometimes do enjoy watching people do that (laughs) stuff yeah just because i don't know it's just like but you wouldn't say they're good videos come on man I don't know. It's subjective because at the same time like (laughs) look look on one hand am i really gonna be the example if you if you made one for example I'd if like, I made a day in the life video, right, I will yeah, know. Yeah, but then your friends would be interested, right? Yeah, but you know what they would be interested in? It would be the things, it would be the the aspects of my day that are unique to me, which is why they would want to watch that video. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to take photos of, like, my toaster and the bread coming out. No, like, okay, no, that, that's, 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 that's a whole different level. But yeah. say, for example, like, people would try to make it aesthetic and sometimes yeah. it just looks nice. Yeah, it looks it, nice, it but nice it doesn't song. mean anything. Um, I know, but... The, Minutes, that's most yeah. content nowadays. Sorry, guys, I just went on a tangent of just like ranting about <laughs> content yeah. I hate. Um, but yeah, I guess you know, if, if that's what people's style is, that's that's what it is. And at the end but of the day, like, just because we we don't like certain types of content doesn't mean that other Others people don't. Because obviously, if, if it's performing I... well and it's a trend and everyone likes to do it, on ev- or everyone's, yeah, um, you know, getting lots of views for doing so, then clearly it is a lot, mm. of, it is very popular to other people. But that at the same time. I would say that it's arguably, uh, they, it, you could argue that it's a bit more pointless. See, yeah? he if said it himself. In the context, not me. no, in the context of, 
for example, if you're trying to say, for example, you're trying to achieve a goal with your content. For example, yeah. if you're trying to sell, um, like say, for example, coffee, you're trying to sell coffee mm. and you're showing your day in the life. With like, the coffee. Okay, that, that, that might help a bit. But as, as in like a lot of people say, for example, they just do day in the life. Yeah. And you're trying to become a big creator. Like how are you going to monetize later on? Or how are you going to make it more sustainable? Are you just going to continue doing that? Because like, there's ve- it's very difficult to somehow um, mm. gain an income or monetize on that trend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Besides just getting a following who just yeah. want to see that again. Mm. So there are some types of content which I think you can do it and you get lots of views from it. But unless you're very, very smart and tactical, mm. you can't convert that into an income that sustain, like makes it sustainable for you to do in, yeah. the long, in the long run. But a lot of people just kind of, especially if they haven't thought about it properly, they, they don't really think mm. about that. They're, they're just like, let me make these. It's working well. They yeah, jump on a trend. And it's not just limited to that specific yeah, topic. Exactly. There's loads of tra- trends where people mm. just hop on and you know they don't really think about, do I want to do this in the yeah. long term? What if I become famous for this specific yeah. trend? There's a lot of people who have basically talked about, for example, say for example you got hundred videos, um, hundred videos, mm. you got ten views on each one, and you post, you try one viral trend, yeah, it goes viral. Yeah. Now you you get hundred thousand followers just off that viral thing, but you don't want to do that again. You're no. just trying it, so like, be careful sometimes of what you wish for because you just might get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> True. And then you have to deal Definitely. with it. So, but yeah, if you want to make your day in the life, so you can do it. Just make yeah. sure you block sugar before you. <laughs> But the reason why I mentioned those is because in the context of repurposing a YouTube videos, I feel like some people like find it is very isn't a very easy choice to choose a section of a video that you are really proud of in mm. terms of like the shot that you've taken, the effects, the just the aesthetics of anything. Oh, you know what? This this thirty second just looks really good. I'm gonna repurpose that to to Instagram yeah. or whatever. But the problem with that is you really gotta ask yourself what message is that what does does that clip alone give a reason why people should watch the full youtube yeah, video yeah. you know and if it doesn't that's that's what makes it so difficult because then yeah. you're literally creating a new piece of content and for each one yeah. even learning how the platform works how the ca- yeah. uh, hashtag strategy works how the ca- mm. how, how much how long your captions have to be yeah. all that stuff yeah and juggling those different social media platforms trying to engage with the community it's not an easy job if you can't do it with if you can't manage with one platform <laughs> Try not to go all out on multiple flat platforms. It's not. It's not going to be the best strategy. Mm. You're going to spread yourself thin, and it, it is honestly the best strategy. Even though I don't listen to it very well myself, nah, but none to, of us do. to stick to one, right? Yeah. Like I kind of dabble in some, but um, also another thing is TikTok is one of those platforms where, like for example, I was very hesitant to download. Because I, I feel you know, like... I still, till this day, I'm hesitant. Like, I've got it. To be on it. But I'm not an avid TikTok user. The craziest thing is, I think it's a generational thing. Yeah, Because, like, all our... Maybe all our friends are more Instagram people, mm. even though we can clearly see that it's yeah. dying. You know, we're known as, like, like the old Instagram generation, like exactly. Like, my niece, who's, like... You know, she's. I think she's seventeen. Yeah. Um. She came. She came and visited me, and you know, I'm, she's using Snapchat, right? They I've use used to, Snapchat in what, uni. They use it as what? Uh, like WhatsApp? Yeah. I'm like, why are you still using Snapchat? You. I thought we died. Like, I thought we were being like the you know really up and coming people by not using Snapchat. But oh my god, apparently Instagram is just ancient. Honestly, like that's crazy. But before it we, mean the way we see Facebook, mm, they, they see, see us using Instagram. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, now if you look at the reach. Um, that Instagram has yeah. how they're fumbling to try and copy TikTok. Yeah, it's crazy. Like mm. TikTok, just and I, I'm now now using TikTok, even though I don't want to admit it, but it's it is such a the algorithm is so much better. All the videos yeah. I watch, I genuinely enjoy all of them, yeah. 
and just the way it's set up and it's just grown so exponentially and so even me coming to terms with sort of changing like or staying up to date or being you know keeping mm. it cool with the kids as they say <laughs> God, I shouldn't have said that anyway <laughs> but like you know what I mean like yeah. it, it's a difficult thing you know, like to now like now I'm trying to focus make my priority of short form videos if I do make them yeah on TikTok as opposed to Instagram but before it was like I put it on Instagram and then I like I'll ma- mainly uh, craft it so that it works well on Instagram and then you know I might even just download the Instagram one with the watermark and put it on TikTok I won't care much I'll just mm-hmm. see how it performs and almost every time it performs better on TikTok by like random people I think there's it. actually more users on it now you know I don't know what it is it's just like and yeah it just it puts it I mean their for you page was is a big thing right like Instagram you'd follow people who you, who you subscribe to or who, and then who you, you follow but with f- for the for you page the whole thing is that they are trying to like your main page that you're on is showing you people who you don't follow mm. so obviously it's so much better for the creators because literally it gives them a chance to yeah. like kind of pitch mm. their channel to you which I, I think, I, think I, saw stat, I saw a stat of the average amount of time that every any TikTok user spends on the app and it was like a couple hours or something like that. It was more like at least more than an hour. And I was like, that's crazy. Like that ca- takes into account, I, I think it was a few hours mm. a day. That's mad. And I was like, the average, that that that's includes mad. people who even just download it, s- sign in, spend mm. five minutes, which are t- uh, often a lot of people. But for the average to be that high, that's that crazy. That's, oh my God, a whole we, hour. We, we honestly need to spend, maybe, maybe we should have another episode just talking about the different platforms and stuff. Cause yeah. Because I think that's another thing. Um, which I think it is a whole other episode to chat about, is this notion of like, you know, do I need to make content for all platforms? Mm. Um, and if, or if not, which one should I make it for? Yeah. And I think that's the thing we need to like, kind of change the way we think about creating content for a platform or creating content because you want to provide value, yeah. you know? Because again, you don't want to fall into the rabbit hole of just trying to chase like the kind of the next trendy thing, you know? Yeah. But yeah, in some times, in some ways, you have to keep up even if you don't want to. Like, that's the big thing. Like, I thought, mm-hmm. okay, you know what? I could, if I make it on Instagram, I don't have to make it on TikTok. Mm. But if Instagram is dying... And if, if the audience and if are it does TikTok, die, yeah, yeah, and if it, and Instagram does die, then mm. what what can you do? Say, for example, I'm seeing a lot of photographers because now Instagram's been moving towards a, fo- a video-based app to yeah. tr- try and compete with. They, you know, the, the CEO even t- said that himself. He said that, look, it's no longer a photo-based app. And so all the photographers are like, what the hell? Like, yeah. what what's going to happen to our reach, our following, our income, our, you know, our audience, all that stuff. And so I think there will definitely be a new player com- who comes into mm. the space, who becomes a new Instagram. TikTok might completely k- kill off Instagram unless they k- keep it up. Mm. Um, but like sometimes you have to, you have to be willing to try something new and shift and pivot over yeah. as well. Like that's another thing. Like, is it, mm. you know, there's two sides of the coin, right? Like you have to be able to kind of, say know what you don't want to get involved in but at the same time sometimes you have to be willing to jump ship but yeah crazy y'all yeah i think the idea of keeping up is very very daunting yeah but don't worry guys until then we just gotta carry on making it keep making it (laughs) and that concludes we're making it episode three we should have a little soundbite like we're making it yeah we're making it we should shouldn't we we're making it um but yeah that was a very like therapeutic session i think i think we've we've kind of covered our struggles of of the process um the ups and downs and yeah like always um feel free to share your experiences of 
any of the reasons why you might be struggling to carry on or if you haven't started mm. one of some of the reasons why you don't really want to start yeah let us um, know just like comment subscribe comment in the description bit yeah well, and the, um, bit, the comment section like always if there's anything you guys want us to share about like what helped us kind of overcome those struggles we didn't really kind of cover most of that stuff mm. um because again it, it we just kind of laid out the facts but we're yeah. more than happy to share the kind of tools that helped us so yeah. maybe we can do an episode I think I definitely think we'll, we'll probably be stuff. coming round to these topics again and again Yeah, especially as we start to bring on guests and like have a chat with them because there's about... a minefield of like softwares and apps and yeah. websites that we've used both free and both that you pay for that mm. has kind of minimised the kind of workload yeah. so I think that would be good to do an episode on cool. but until then um, yeah like subscribe and share our content keep and making it and we'll see, we'll see you next, see you next time, time.